Dathomir is a planet of many strange features, and none is stranger than its connection to the Force. Seizing his one opportunity to rid himself of the Dathomir dagger's poison, the Force allows Castian to finally face the monster of his past. Castian, you don't expect a knight being held in a cave next to the person that you hate the most in the entire galaxy on a strange planet as a captive to be a very relaxing knight. But it becomes even less relaxing when in the middle of the night you're woken up by somebody. I open up my eye. And it is Mylani. I'm not in the mood. Castian rolls over. Mylani pokes you with her staff. Be quiet. What do you want, Castian says as he turns over, sitting up. After our discussion about the true nature of your illness, I thought it would be prudent to take your healing into my own hands. Do you even know what you're dealing with? I know enough. She looks very offended. Oh, I'm so, I'm so sorry I offended the slave master here. Castian rolls his eyes and holds out his hands in front of him. Then by all means, heal me away. Use your witchy charms. It can't be done here. Where can it be done? We must go into the mountains. Castian looks around the cave. We are in the mountains. This is merely a foothill. A foothill? We have to be a, a kilometer up. Two, actually. I'm really loving this planet of yours. Delightful place. Shh. Delightful place. Fine. How high do we have to go? It is uh, several hours climb from here. I look towards where Kita sleeps. He's still asleep. And what about him? His fate has already been decided. Yours is to be a different fate. Now come with me. Fine. And he stands up and he follows her. Mylani leads the way to the front of the cave slash impromptu prison. And at the cave entrance, she holds up a hand to tell you to stop while she looks around to make sure that no one is there. Assured that the coast is clear, she takes a couple of steps out and waves at you to follow her. Are my hands still bound? Yes. Castian follows then. No sense trying to escape when he's clearly still stuck in the situation. She leads you out of the cave to the right and walking behind the huts. There's some activity still happening. This is a, a 24-hour operation, or I think it's a, like 28-hour operation on Dathomir. There's some women who are gathered drinking, and even though you don't know the language, you understand the posture and the tone of warriors who are sharing war stories. You see some of the men are taking care of animals. They do have some cattle and some small chicken-like creatures to take care of that you know, need to be tended to even in the middle of the night. And then you turn another corner and you hear a terrifying bone-rattling rumbling. And you look and you see there is a heavily reinforced corral of rancor. The largest rancor that you have ever seen. What in the hell? Castian stopping and staring up at these creatures, these giants. What? I've never seen rancor this big. Those are juveniles. Juveniles? And you keep them so close to base? For what? They are transportation. Not ours. For those that go into the lowlands. Keep walking. We don't have much time. Yes, dear. And she takes you around the Rancor pen. 
And as you make this last turn around the Rancor pen, you're probably 50 or so meters from the cave and you feel a piercing pain through your head. <gasps> and Castian is falling forward, clutching his temple in pain. What is it? I can't move. Well, you need to get up. Castian's going to try, but as again, as he takes even a, a step forward, that pain increases. It's like someone's shoving a vibro knife right into his skull and then twisting it. And again, his limbs just stop working and he falls face first on the ground. My head, it's killing me. As you moan and, and writhe a little bit, you're very near the, the Rancor pens, and one of these giant creatures is very interested in what's happening just outside of its fence. <laughs> Castian, he takes hold of his head, and just on instinct alone, he kind of crab crawls backwards a few feet until that pain starts subsiding again. Mm -hmm. And then he takes a, a very deep breath. Oh, I just got the worst headache of my entire life. Well, a headache is... It's not a headache. Castian stands up and he takes a slower step towards her again. Mm -hmm. And doing it at that slower pace, you can feel... It's not a sudden spike. It was just you were moving mm -hmm. so quickly. You didn't recognize the pressure that was building. Castian then takes a step back, feels mm -hmm. a little bit of relief, and then looks at her and says, I don't know what your clan mother did to me, but I can't leave the premises. What did she do to you? Oh, that's right. She, you weren't there. They put a, a worm in my ear and Kita's as well. Mylani lets out another curse. Stay here. Next to the Rancor? She just gives you a look. Fine. Fine. I can't, it's not like I can run away. Precisely. And she goes back into the village. Castian just takes a seat, looks around, and frowns. Madonin. Madonin. You're the worst. And a couple of minutes later, Mailani returns with Kida in tow. Hey, Kida. Wakey, wakey. What sort of fool's errand have you made this girl take us on? Oh, yeah. Let's not forget who's wearing the collar here, Kita, okay? She's leading me somewhere. And apparently, I can't go f I can't go far because of Kita. I need to be next to him. Is that it? Yes. That is one of the effects of the worms. Oh, it's the gift that keeps on giving. It was effective, was it not? I suppose so. Castian just smirks before standing to his feet and crossing his arms over his chest. Where are we going? We must climb to the Crag of Submission. It's going to be hard to climb with these. I hold up my binds. We will deal with that when we reach the mountains. I look towards Kida. This is actually not the mountain. It's a foothill. We're actually two kilometers up. Just that. Kida doesn't seem amused. Neither does Milani. Castian shrugs. Castian is feeling better than he has in a while because now he has 12 strain. It's just not his strain, but he feels better. So he turns away and smirks a little bit, a little humor returning to him, and he's ready to follow. And then Mailani leads both of you deeper into the dark mountains. When you crashed, you had no idea what time of day or night it was, especially with all the cloud cover. But now you know it's night, and this place is even more terrifying, if possible, at night. As the lightning storm seems to be ever-present, the wind howls again through the crevices of these mountains. 
but there's also other sounds that are definitely creatures that sound very large and very hungry, and yet despite their size, you can't see them. Gaston is trying to keep a very stoic face, a brave face, but he's he's scared. He's, he's a little bit worried, especially since he has no weapon, especially since his hands are bound, and especially since he can't see really in front of him. Does she have a torch or anything like that? She does. As we're walking, I'm mumbling towards Kida. So you found Dathomir without much difficulty. So you know of it. Yes. Is it always this lovely? I nod up towards the clouds and the thunder and the lightning. This region, yes. And I take it there's other clans out there? At least a dozen last time I was here. A dozen, and Night Sisters as well. Keep your voice down. They don't like associating with them. Ah, Night Sisters are the Darksiders. They are the Jedi. I got it. Kida just shakes his head. Before Kida can respond, Mylani says, We begin our climb here. And you look up at what is almost a sheer cliff face. Castian just pauses as he looks up at the sheer cliff face and then looks back at Kida, then looks back at Mailani, and then returns his gaze up. No. What do you mean? No, I'm not climbing up that. Even if I make it, what if Kida doesn't make it? All it takes is him to tumble down, and next thing you know, my head explodes. Mailani hears what you're saying. And she considers the two of you for a moment, and she goes to take off your bindings. If you move, it won't be the worm that kills you. And she turns her back on you to go to take Kida's bindings. Cassian clasps his hand together as if he's about to bring it on top of her head. And then he pauses as his hand is start. He doesn't even realize that his hand was kind of throbbing kind of urging him what to do. And he realizes, okay, she says this might help. She's taking him somewhere that might help. For now, he's stuck with her. And so he just instead kind of just massages his hand and then leans back against the cliff face, waiting. Mailani has taken the bindings from Kida as well now, and she ties the two lengths together, giving her a vine rope of about a meter and a half in length. And she ties one end of it to Kida's belt and the other end to your belt. There, it will be impossible for the two of you to be separated. Great. Live or die together. Castian lets out a sigh and then walks up to the cliff face looking for any hand grabs. And then he just kind of accepts the fact that she probably is more experienced than him at this. So he waits for her to lead the way. And she does not have any sort of climbing equipment on her. She does not have any hooks. She does not have any rope. She doesn't have a grav belt. And yet she just grabs onto the rock and starts lifting herself up. As you watch her, you can see where some of these handholds are. Castian reaches down and kind of chalks his hand on some rock dust. Castian hesitates as he watches her climb before mumbling to himself, I've had worse climbs. If I survived Ocelon's training, I could survive this. Castian takes hold of the cliff and begins climbing himself. Okay, this first check is going to be an average check, and I'm going to give you a boost die because you are following in Mailani's footsteps, literally. Five successes, one triumph, and an advantage. Wow, what would you like your triumph to be? I will say that Kita got a success, 
and a threat. He also has the ability to use the force with his athletics, and he generated a dark side point. Now, he was planning on using the force to help him along, but that would inflict strain on both of you. But if you help him somehow, then he may not use the force and not give you guys strain. Uh, yeah, as we're climbing up, uh, the wind's starting to whip a little bit, and Castian looks down and he sees that Kita is struggling, and Castian shouts down to him and nods to where Castian's foot is at. Just watch where my foot stop and then grab it after I leave. It's not that difficult. We're almost to a ledge. Kita's grumbling below you, but he does take your advice. Castian continues to follow Mylani. And you do reach the first ledge. And Castian pulls himself over and just kind of collapses onto his back, taking a heavy breath uh, as he looks up at the sky. Have they broken through the clouds yet, or is it still thundering and lightning around them? Still thundering and lightning. I hate this planet! And he sits up and he looks towards Mylani. What's an Alia? Alia was the first human to come to Dathomir. Oh, so she's an ancestor of all of you? Yes. What, you hold her in high regards? Her daughters formed the first clans. Uh-uh, she was force-sensitive. Th- that is what off-worlders call the spirit of Dathomir, yes. <laughs> the spirit of Dathomir. He looks towards Kida. The spirit of Dathomir. Interesting that the Jedi never came here looking for force users. Wouldn't you say so, Kita? That is exactly why Alia was here. What do you mean? Alia was a Jedi. What, she crash-landed here? The stories are vague after her time here, but yes. Uh, So I was right. Not shades of grey. These are the Dathomir Jedi. The Night Sisters are the Dathomir's Darksiders. After 600 years, things are very different. Yes, but not so different. You both believe in slavery. Let's go to the next ledge. Okay, make the next roll. I'm going to increase the difficulty for Kida, but again, because you had a triumph, you get to keep your difficulty the same. Two successes, one threat. Well, Kida got two successes and a triumph and three threats. So the group of you are climbing and making really good time, actually, as you kind of get into the rhythm of climbing up this mountain. And you see ahead of you as you cr- you're craning your neck up Castian, you see another ledge approaching and you've almost reached it when you see a head poke out over that ledge of a large bird a large bird that in a f- flash of lightning across the sky you can see that this large bird also has very large teeth Castian freezes not sure if this is one of those animals that require motions in order to spot its prey or not. What's Mylani doing? Let's see if Mylani sees it. One success, one advantage. Mylani is just climbing away ahead of you guys, and then she also looks up as the bird pokes its head over the ledge, and she freezes for a moment, and she looks down at you, Castian. You, man, you know the ways of the spirit. Sure, let's go with that. You were able to Move your tent and my staff. Yes? I need you to move the creature. I don't know if I can do that. That's a really big bird. We either move the creature, or we get no rest before we reach the summit. All right. Kida, are you it? 
He just now realizes Kita hasn't been really showing any force powers. And he's like, Kita, tell me, do you have the spirit of death mirror in you? No, <laughs> I don't. Then I guess it's all up to me. Relax, I got this. And Cassian's flattening himself out against the side of the cliff, holds up a hand. And is, is the creature resting on anything like a nest? Yes. Castian's trying to focus instead on the creature, on the nest under it, and lifting that up slowly to see if it first supports the creature's weight. Uh, and if that works, then he will do some more. Okay. Give me a discipline roll. This is hard, but I'm going to throw in a boost die because Mylani is helping. Wow. Okay. First, I got two successes. I got one triumph, one advantage, and I actually generated two force die. A what? light side. Light side. Castian. So that means you need to flip a force point, don't you? I'm going to flip a force point. So Castian, he first scrowls about the bird and the nest kind of shakes a little bit. And Castian closes his eyes and takes a breath. And Kida even might recognize that Castian is reverting back to a youngling meditation kind of mindset. Like his breathing patterns are slowed. His eyelids are slightly opened, and then slowly he reaches up, and he's able to lift up the nest. Does the bird stay inside the nest? You did get a triumph. Yes, it does. Castian's kind of making an arc as he's moving it overhead, and then instead of just dropping it in the middle of the air, he's lowering it down towards the ledge where they had just come from. He's kind of trying to aim it towards the ledge down there, and then drops. Since you tried to get it as close as you can, no corruption. <laughs> Not bad, Castian mumbles to himself before looking back towards Mylani. I knew you would be a strong choice for mate. Come on, just a few more meters. <sighs> and you reach the next ledge. This ledge is covered with bird poop. Uh, Castian uses his boot to like scrape off a section and then flops down. He looks around, realizing he doesn't have, like, his water canteen, and then he looks towards Mylani. And she does break out not just canteens of water, but also some food. A little pouch that has nuts and dried berries. And Castian just kind of picks at it. Doesn't eat the berries. He, he likes protein. And he, he absolutely takes some of the water. And right now, he's just kind of looking out towards the thunder and the clouds now, not really saying anything, just thinking. And as you're looking off of the ledge out at this, this vast world, of course, most of it is shrouded in darkness between the night sky and how high up you are. At this point, the trees, you can see that there are trees far, far below you, and they look like matchsticks. The air is actually beginning to get a little bit thinner, but it's strange because you can recognize the air is thinner here, but you're having no problem breathing. And also, as you look out, you see that miles away, scale is so difficult to gauge here. But you do see that there is a break in the storm and you see that the sky is turning pink with dawn. And Kida is going to come up next to you and he says very quietly, It's good to know the darkness has not consumed you. Oh, Kida, I know a few tricks. You did well. No, 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 we're not doing this. We are stuck with each other, which means we can't kill each other. I am not looking for a mentor. Trust me, Kita. you don't want that position. It ended badly for Madonin. 
and Castian stands up, stretches a little bit, and turns away. Castian is about to start climbing. Then he turns around and looks at Milani. How old are you? I am 20 years old. 20. 20 years old. What does that matter? I'm a little old for you, I think. I'm 28 cycles old. To have survived as long as you have, especially with the company you used to keep, it proves that you are strong and worthy of being my mate. Maybe I don't want children. Oh, right. Of course. Slave forgot. Not really my choice. Begin climbing. He does. He's doing as he's told. Well, first it is going to lead to a hard check for you. So you're now up to three difficulty. Mm -hmm. He does up to four. And you still have your boost die. I got five successes and one threat. And Kita got one success and four threats. This last leg is absolutely the toughest leg of the climb. The wind is just tearing at you to the point that it feels like icicles are cutting through your clothes as the temperature has noticeably dropped. The air that was getting thinner is now actually noticeably difficult to breathe. So both you and Kita are going to take a total of four strain. And since we're sharing strain, we're down to six. So on this last leg, we start arguing a little bit like a married couple because he will reach up and like stab his hand to a stone and then you'll hear Castian say, ah, watch where you're going. And he's like, well, that's the only place I had to grab. And it's like, well, that wasn't the smartest way to grab. You're hurting my hand. Well, you stubbed your toe on that last climb. What was I supposed to do? Just fall to my death? You would want that. So they're kind of arguing which means they're a little louder than they should be, but they're they're getting they're snipping at each other because they're accidentally hurting each other. Mm-hmm. Give me one last line in this argument from Castian. Oh, if you fall off, just make sure to wrap the rope around your neck on the way down. And Kita doesn't have a good response for that. Kita doesn't have any response to that because when you look down, Kita's not there, and when you look ahead, Mailani isn't there. I look towards the rope that was attached to us. What rope? Castian just hugs the wall now, trying to figure out what the hell is going on. And seeing that there's not a solution really quick coming to him quickly, he looks up to see how far he has to go to climb up. You look up and it is probably another 12-15 meters to climb. But while that is a significant distance, you're very confident that you can do it with ease. And you feel that filling you right now. Gastian's not going to argue with it. He just gets a, a determined look on his face and just begins climbing, begins climbing like some sort of monkey lizard. And you make that last bit of the climb in a minute, maybe two, and you reach the summit of the mountain. The wind is no longer howling. It's no longer driving ice into your veins. You've actually climbed above the clouds, above the storm, and above you is a pinkish orange sky totally clear. You can even, very faintly, if you look very closely, see stars beyond it. So high up are you? This is absolutely a place of overwhelming peace. Castian takes a deep breath of air. Is it still thin? No, it even smells sweet. There are no flowers. There's no plants at all around here, actually. But it's an absolutely beautifully perfumed smell. Justin remains still, just looking at the scenery around him before mumbling to himself, you would have loved this place, Madonan. As you're looking around, the summit is absolutely silent. And then, Castian, you hear a humming 
coming from behind you. It's a familiar tune, but not a familiar voice. It's a old Mon Calamari lullaby that your mother used to hum, and the one that Lala was humming in her hut. Castian pauses before slowly looking over his shoulder towards the specter tune. And when you look over your shoulder, you see that there is a boy sitting on the ground. He has his back to you, but you can see that he's playing with toys. Castian hesitates for a few seconds before realizing there's really no other person to talk to, so he makes his way towards the boy until his shadow falls on top of him. The boy doesn't seem to notice. Castian clears his throat. Uh, excuse me. The boy just keeps humming. Castian tries to walk around uh, to see his face. The boy keeps his head down, playing with his toys. Castian kind of crouches down in front of him, his balance on his toes. When you kneel down in front of him, the boy finally looks up, and he looks up at you with a pair of piercing gray eyes. Hauntingly familiar gray eyes. They are the eyes of Varric, the boy whose identity you borrowed the last time you ran into Nienna, and the boy that you confronted in the bowels of Coruscant. Varric? Cassian reaches out to see if this is an illusion, if the kid just fades away and reaches to touch the kid's cheek. He's solid enough, but he doesn't respond to you touching him. Instead, his wide eyes look over your shoulder and he raises a finger just to point and say, The bad man is coming. Castian spins around, getting in a defensive position between whoever this bad man is and Varric. And when you turn around, you see that a man in a cloak has appeared on the mountaintop. He has dark robes. The cloak obscures his face entirely in shadow, and he carries a pike with him. It's not activated yet, but you're fairly certain that you recognize a lightsaber pike when you see one. What's going on here? Who are you? Where am I? Where are the others? I am here for the boy. You're not getting the boy. Step away and answer my questions. Castian's taking a defiant step towards the man. The man slams his pike on the ground and with that activates the blade of his lightsaber pike. Castian, I guess his hands fall instinctively to his belt, but seeing that he doesn't have a lightsaber or a blade, I don't think, he might be in trouble. Actually, when Castian's hand goes to his side, he discovers that he does have a lightsaber hilt there. It is the hilt of a Shoto lightsaber. Castian has no time to question it. He pulls it out and activates it. What color is the blade? It's green. Castian holds it out in front of him. The boy stays here. I was asked to end one life tonight. It is of no matter to me if it actually becomes two. And with that, he's going to attack. Okay, roll me cool. One success, two advantages. The figure goes at one success, four advantages. So he comes directly at you, wielding his lightsaber. His lightsaber pike, I should say. For two successes, which would be eight damage to you. Yep, Castian's going to spend three strain, and he's going to lower that by five. So he takes uh, three points of damage. Castian, he deflects and pushes the man away, and then he twirls his own blade and tries to stab at the man, tit for tat. Castian gets one success, one triumph, and two advantages. Excellent, so give me a critical hit roll for that triumph. Two. He suffers one strain. Easy enough. As you lunge at him with your lightsaber, he brings up his pike in a perfect defensive stance. 
there's a crackling sound as the blades meet, and he parries your hit away entirely. Okay. Castine's making sure that Varric is always behind him so that this guy has no easy advantage to get to the kid. He's going to attack. That's one success and three advantages for the hooded figure. So that's seven damage for you. Again, I'm going to parry that. <laughs> Two damage there. And yeah, my strain's getting a little bit low, but okay. And with those advantages, he's actually going to push you farther away. So you're actually no longer within engaged distance from him. But more importantly, he's pushed you perilously close to the edge of this mountaintop. And adding to the danger is that as you're scrambling, trying to catch your balance and not fall over, you get a shooting pain in your head, just as you did outside of the Rancor pen earlier. Uh, Castian, I guess, falls to his knees, grabbing the side of his head. Uh, then he looks up towards uh, the cloaked figure to see if he's advancing towards him. The figure is practicing extremely poor combat technique as he did not choose to press his advantage. Instead, he was continuing to walk towards the boy, menacing the child. Until, at the same time as your head begins to shoot with pain, he throws his head back, letting out a guttural roar of pain himself. And as he throws his head back, the cloak falls, revealing Jalar Kita. Kita! You stay away from the boy! And Castian's looking around for any stone that he could grab hold of. There's some small rocks, nothing terribly impressive or lethal. Uh, Castian holds out his hand and he picks up two rocks at the same time, two pebbles, spins them around and hurls it at Jalar Kida. So that means I need to create two, two force die. As you tap into the force, you realize that that feeling of the planet being strong in the force that you've had since first landing here is even stronger on this mountaintop. You automatically have one light side force point to use. Then I got three light side force points and I got three successes and an advantage as I hurl these two stones at him. Since these are light side points, I will blip two force points mm -hmm. and I'll take the two strain as well. The first stone hits him in the temple, which is enough to get him to look in your direction. But the second, he holds up his hand and deflects it using the force himself. Castian's using this moment of distraction to charge him. Force leaping. Oh my god, I have force leap. Force leaping towards him with his lightsaber. Ah, yes, I got my dark side point, so I don't have to pay for it. Castian tries to stab at the man. Castian only got a triumph. No successes, no advantages, just straight up triumph. You're able to leap across the distance that is opened up between you, and you land with your feet on Kida's chest, forcing the Jedi Knight to stumble back away from the boy, but also causing you to fall back as well, again, triggering a massive pain in both of your heads. <laughs> Castian lets out a whine as this is incredibly intense pain, but he forces himself to climb to his feet. You're, you're not going to get the boy and ruin him. I would like to see you try to stop me. And Kida again holds up his hand and is going to push you back using the force. Cool. He gets four successes and an advantage. Castian flies back. The actual move doesn't cause damage because his goal is just to push you off the mountain and that's going to do damage enough. Oh, oh, I try to grab onto anything as I sail towards the ledge. Give me an athletics check. 
This is going to be an average check, but I'm going to upgrade the difficulty. So you're now rolling a red and a purple. Ooh, okay. I want you to know I passed. One success, one advantage, and a despair. Well, with your successes and your advantage, there is a rock that you can grab onto. However, you are holding onto it by your fingertips. You had a moment where you were airborne and you were feeling that sickening pull of gravity. And as you were about to start sliding down the mountain face, you grabbed on with your fingertips. Your knuckles are turning white as you hold on one-handed to this ledge. Was I able to hold on to my lightsaber? Not with the despair. Uh, Castian is just dangling in there and I'm going to use the force to... Oh my goodness. I can't use the force. I have like one strain left. What's Kita doing? Is he coming towards me? He's going back towards the boy. It obviously hurts him with every move, and the pain is ricocheting through your head as well, as each step towards the boy is putting him farther from you. Kita, stop! The boy must die. No, he doesn't! Kita, you're you're not a monster! Castian, give me a hard discipline check. Three successes, one advantage. Your words of desperation absolutely ring true. He's not this monster. The Kida that is standing before you, the Kida that is menacing the child, is like a creature out of a nightmare. You can see that he stands several feet taller than Kida ever did. The horns on his head are several inches longer than Kida's actual horns do. His eyes have never glown red this way. This is no person you've been facing off against. This is some kind of monster from your own subconscious. This is how I viewed you. Some mindless thug who just wanted to hurt a child. To hurt me. You're not this monster. You never were. You see as Kita stops in front of the boy, his lightsaber raised. I can't let you hurt a child. This damn worm makes it so if I die, you die. And with that, Castian lets go. You fall, Castian, the entire time it feeling like your head is being ripped in two. And you fall for a long time until you wake up. <gasps> your eyes open and you are again on the summit of the mountain, but you haven't passed through the clouds. The air does not smell sweet. The wind is whipping across you again. Almost feels like it's like sandpaper on your skin as the wind is is thrusting particles of dust and rock whipping around you. And as you blink your eyes open, you know for one, you're no longer in a dream. And you see Kida just a couple of feet from you. He's completely passed out. And you expect to be drawn to him, for the hand to recognize that your opponent is there and weak and unsuspecting, but you feel nothing from your hand. Castian takes a deep breath, stands up, and then turns around looking for Mylani. She's sitting at the edge of the cliff, cross-legged, with the torch on one side of her and her staff across her lap. You have been through the trial. How do you feel? Like a free man. I do believe that is a good sign. Gaston just nods his head and just takes a seat and rubs his face with his hands. Mylani looks over at Kida and nods at him. 
Your companion, the Night Brother, he has lied about his connection to the spirit. How do you figure that? Only one who is connected to the spirit can enter the trial. You don't need to sacrifice him, then. As exciting as that sounds. The Clan Mother will not be happy to know. Why do you do this? Do what? You seem good. You helped me. You're not calling on the dark side, as much as I can tell. But you still keep slaves. I don't get that. I never will, I guess. It is for their own good. How is it for my own good? Men are incapable of protecting themselves on Dathomir. It is the way of the planet. From the largest herd of rancor to the smallest insects, it is the women who lead. Lead. You could lead. You don't need to enslave. I've heard all this before. Okay, well, uh, admittedly, the herd of rancor is a nice twist and explanation, but I've been enslaved all my life, and they always had good reasons. But the truth of the matter is, is people like being in power. I get it. I love being in power. It's fantastic. You have control over an uncontrollable situation, and that's, that's what people like. But I can take care of myself. Don't act like you're doing me a favor. And with that, across the way, Kida awakes with a start. <gasps> How'd you do? I'm not discussing it with you. Kastin shrugs his shoulder and looks back at Mylani. I need at least another ten minutes before we can start going down. Unless you want me to go down really quick. <sighs> Fine, but as soon as you are ready, we must go before the clan mother discovers what has happened here. Of course. And Kastin stands up, picks up her canteen before she can take a sip. Uncorks it, takes a sip of his own, and walks away, and moves to Kida and hands it over to him. And he flops down in front of Kida, with his back to Milani. Thank you, Kida says as he takes a swig from the canteen. I'm not going to tell you what I experienced either. That is usually for the best with these virgences. What's a virgence? It is a place that is strong in the living force. A place that shows you something about yourself. Kida, can I ask you something? What is it? You didn't sell me to get fuel, did you? Of course not. Then why? I just need to hear it. You owe me that much. There was a target on us. The order was to kill all Jedi, and that extended to the younglings. Though whatever sins the Jedi Order may have committed, they were not yours yet. I did not think I was long for this galaxy, and so I would not be able to protect you. But huts are known to be very protective of their property. And no one would think a Jedi would stoop so low. He looks away, ashamed. But you didn't die. No, I was in a shuttle, coming under fire from the, he grimaces, the Republic. And then a small fleet of ships appeared from hyperspace. The remains of a separatist fleet who only saw that the Republic was firing on someone else, and that age-old adage came into play, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. They assumed that I also must have been a separatist, and at that point, I was not going to argue. Cassian lowers his gaze a little bit. It's easier to find a Zeltron in a stack of humans, isn't it? It is. We looked for you for years, but after a couple of sales... Not everyone keeps meticulous records. Kida, I can never forgive you. And I do not seek forgiveness. But I now understand you weren't a monster. Just a desperate fool. We need to work together to get off this planet. And Castian just stands up and he walks back towards Milani, hands her the canteen. Milani takes it and takes a swig. 
and he just waits 30 seconds or so as she's gulping down the remains of the canteen and then reaches into his pocket and pulls out to her it's just a clear empty vial and he grabs her hand and he takes that vial and puts it in her hand as a gift almost what you're about to experience is known as blue echo i'm flipping a point angela and yeah while casting was talking to kita previously he was putting the blue echo into the water that blue echo that he was able to hide on his person and now that she's taking several healthy gulps of it she should be experiencing the effects shortly I don't want you to panic. It's going to knock you out and it's going to make you feel really good, Milani. Is that okay? You traitorous man. You're going to find someone wonderful one day. And I just don't see us going anywhere. So, and he kind of catches her as she falls backwards, almost off the ledge, but he catches her and he kind of lays her down and he takes her staff and places it in her hand. You'll be up in, oh, I don't know, four or five hours. And it seems like a fairly safe place. There's no predators up here. You should be fine. I will. Hunt me down and discipline me. I understand. But by that point, I'm hoping I'll be gone. So as I say in the hollow vids, we'll always have Dathomir. And he kisses his finger and then presses it against her forehead and stands up. What supplies does she have? She has the torch and her staff, which is simply a ornately carved wooden staff. He's looking for any more rations, like any berries or anything like that. Yeah, she still has some food on her. Not yeah. much. No, yeah, it's he, she's not going to starve up here. So he's he's taking the rations. He looks back towards Kida and says, we're getting out of here now, you and me. What did you do to her? I gave her a spice. She'll be fine. Trust me. The amount I paid for that, that's high quality spice. A Celestian guaranteed that I'd be flying high for at least four hours. How are we going to eradicate the worms? I don't know. Maybe they have a lifespan. Maybe we could find a medical droid to remove them surgically. But right now, do you really want to go back and explain why we were gone to... The clan mother, especially now that Milani knows that you are attuned to the Dathomir spirit. I see your point. Do you have a ship? It's with Nienna. Where is she? He looks away and again you see a flash of shame on his face. I don't know. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Fandible Solo Shot Star Wars Force and Destiny. Please follow Solo Shot Podcast and Fandible on Twitter and please share this episode on social media. You can also leave a review for Fanable on iTunes or your Podchaser of choice to help others find us and enjoy games like this one. You can also find us on Patreon if you want to make a donation to help keep our equipment up and running. But most importantly, always remember, may the Force be with you.